Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. Your name is Greg Horn. It is Food for Thought Friday, and uh, thanks so much for joining us. I love to share some nuggets of wisdom that God has taught me over the past week through reading His Word, through listening to podcasts, sermons that I've listened to uh, through social media, um, conversations, meetings I've had with people, and things that have just kind of spoken to my heart. thought maybe it might help you and uh, maybe be some food for thought for you to process in your heart and mind as we go into the weekend. And Dr. Tony Evans, uh, outstanding pastor in Dallas, one of my favorites, says, don't worry that you may pray poorly. Worry if you don't pray at all. <laughs> just pray. It doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, I love that. Sometimes, friends, we feel like we just can't be in a quiet place, uh, um, you know, with all the lights kind of turned down, no possible distractions at all that we can't pray. And obviously it's great when we can do that, but I know that I know that sometimes those those times are far and few between. At the same time, I want to encourage you to try to be intentional about having some quiet time for prayer. But I think it's more important to have an ongoing conversation with God throughout the day. And it doesn't have to be perfect. That's what Dr. Tony Evans saying. Don't worry that you may pray poorly. Worry if you don't pray at all. Just pray. It doesn't have to be perfect. I love this quote by Mike McClure, a pastor. He says, every day may not be good, but there's something good in every day. Mm, I like that. Pastor Mike McClure, every day may not be good, but there's something good in every day. You know, I've done a program, uh, I thought about doing it this week, but I decided not to. A sermon I preached recently at Gardenside about Thanksgiving is not just a holiday. You know, Thanksgiving needs to be a lifestyle, friends. It really, truly does. If we make Thanksgiving a lifestyle, uh, it's a game changer for all of us. And the fact of the matter is we need to look at being thankful because it honors, it glorifies God, and it's just so much more healthier force. I mean, the Bible, a lot of people say, hey, I want to know God's will f- for me, and uh, I go, hey, I understand, and uh, they go, can you give me a scripture? And the one that I heard uh, Mike Bro share, Southland Christians, been over 15 years ago, maybe 20 by now, actually, in fact, it is actually over 20. My goodness, time flies, doesn't it? Can't believe it's almost 2023. But First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You want to know what God's will is? He wants you to give thanks in all circumstances. And yet, I know that's easier said than done, and sometimes I don't like that verse, to be honest. But I do want to remind you the thing that I've learned. It doesn't say give thanks for all circumstances because sometimes they're extremely painful. But it does say to give thanks in all circumstances. And the reason why, friends, is that God is with us. We live in a fallen world. We live in a world where Satan does try to steal and kill and destroy, as Jesus warned us in John 10, verse 10. But I'm thankful in the next part of that verse, Jesus said, But I have come so that you may have life and have it to the full. In other words, he's going to help you through the pain, the heartache, and the disappointment, whatever that is. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, 
said, it is only with gratitude that life becomes rich. Eric Metaxas wrote a great book on the life of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a great man of God, but really encourage you, if you're looking for a good read, it's 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 a thick book. It's, it's not going to be one you're going to read in three or four nights, but... Uh, unless you read uh, all day for three or four nights, but uh, just heard so many good things about that. And I had a couple of friends that read it and said it was tremendous and heard Eric Metaxas speak on it uh, at an event I hosted when I was on staff at another church uh, several years ago. Powerful book. But Bonhoeffer says it's only with gratitude that life becomes rich. So I know Thanksgiving's been over now a week, but friends, we still need to be having that attitude of gratitude Dick Taylor says, not everything that counts can be counted, and not everything that can be counted counts. Not everything that counts can be counted, and not everything that can be counted counts. You know, one of the things is I've gotten gotten older here. uh, I'm really starting to appreciate sunrises and sunsets here in central Kentucky. And, man, this fall, we've had some beautiful ones, haven't we? Oh, my goodness. I can't even imagine what heaven's going to be like. When I see these beautiful colors in the mornings and the sunrise and in the evenings and the sunsets, it's just so powerful. Pastor Tim Keller says, it's one thing to be grateful. It's another to give thanks. Gratitude is what you feel. Thanksgiving is what you do. And friends, we got to be intentional about that because we know feelings can be fickle at times, right? I don't feel like being thankful sometimes, but. The Bible says we're supposed to give thanks, right, in all circumstances, for it's God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We talked about that at the beginning of the program in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. So in the few minutes we have left today, I want to share five ways that thanks, thankfulness is a lifestyle and not just a holiday, okay? Five ways that thankfulness can be a lifestyle and should be for us as followers of Jesus. Number one, simply. Thankfulness honors God. Thankfulness honors God. Oh, the book of Psalms, it talks about so many times. I'm going to share a few of those verses in Psalms. Psalm 92, 1 says, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Psalm 136, verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Psalm 95, verse 2. Come before God's presence with thanksgiving. So, friends, even though it's only been a week, so many times we can start to become unthankful, especially in the stress and the hustle and the bustle of the Christmas holiday season. So let's continue to give thanks to God and to praise him and enter his gates with thanksgiving. And, you know, I was doing research when I was writing that sermon that I preached recently about Thanksgiving is more than a holiday. And the simple fact of the matter, several articles I read, it just you know, research shows that gratitude is one of the healthiest human emotions that we can have. The more grateful that you are in your life, the healthier that you'll be physically, mentally, and emotionally. I'll say that again. The more grateful you are in your life, the healthier that you'll be physically, mentally, and emotionally. And that's why I'm so passionate about, friends, Thanksgiving needs to be a lifestyle. Thankfulness is. And learn to say thank you. And I just so many times I can remember my dad, something good would happen or whatever, and he'd just say, just 
right out loud. Well, that's a big thank you, Lord, when I cheer about something that God had done that uh, knew it was only that God could do or something that we had prayed about. And maybe that's a habit that uh, you want to get into this holiday season. Just whenever something good happens, that you know, just say, thank you, Lord. Because we know all good blessings come from above, right? I mean, that's just the truth, friends. And so let's be intentional about just thanking God for everything. Thanking God for that warm coffee. Thank you that you've got a car to drive. Thank you that you have family and friends. And I know for some, maybe the holidays, you don't have as many family or friends, or there's going to be that special loved one maybe that's not going to be there this time for the very first time. And I know that's painful. I remember that with my dad. I remember that first Thanksgiving about four uh, months after my, probably five months after my dad died, and uh, we decided to do something different. One thing sometimes uh, grief counselors say, hey, you know, maybe start a new tradition. And so we had always eaten at somebody's house, usually my mom and dad's or either my sister's or my one of my sister-in-law's, and yet uh, we decided to eat at a restaurant instead just to kind of do something different is because we really missed uh, my dad and my mom, obviously her husband. And and so I'll never forget, I went to get my car in my garage and I couldn't get my garage door to open. So I got out and tried to get it manually and just had no luck. And I had not done this one time since my father had passed away. But I actually went to my cell phone and tried to call him because he was a man of a lot of wisdom. And it just hit me after the phone dialed, you know, I dialed the phone, uh, just hit me. I can't call him and ask him, how how do I do this? And I have to admit, I just started sobbing. I just started sobbing. I had held in the pain a lot, lot of the grieving, and the this, my heartache from missing my dad, especially the first Thanksgiving, because we always enjoyed that time together. Tried to be strong for my mom, my sister, who was a single mom at the time and uh, was you know, in ministry on staff. And so I just felt like yeah, I got to be a man of faith and really just hadn't allowed myself time to grieve. And uh, I'm I'm thankful that just by that frustrating challenge and not being able to get the garage door open uh, and trying to accidentally call my dad that uh, I just was a label allowed to allow myself time to grieve, just have a good cry, and then call my brother Mike and say, hey, man, can you come pick me up? Fortunately, the restaurant was not too far from where I live. So God blessed even during that time, and I'm so thankful for that. Secondly, uh, if we want to have thankfulness, Thanksgiving as a lifestyle, thankfulness creates friendship. Uh, Maya Angelou said, when we give cheerfully and accept gratefully, everyone is blessed. John Kennedy said, as we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live by them. You know, a third thing that thankfulness does is it develops our faith. Thankfulness develops our faith. Toby Mack, a wonderful, gifted musician, uh, written a lot of great songs, singer, just a great music artist, says, Lord, I know that you will not always move the mountain, but give me the strength to climb it. Lord, I know that you will not always move the mountain, but give me the strength to climb it. Toby Mack knows what it's like to have pain, friends. Um, he lost a son uh, in the past couple years to a, a drug overdose. And so he knows about pain and just the mountain of pain and dealing with it. But he says, God, you will not always move the mountain, but give me that strength to climb it. 
Willie Nelson says, when I started counting my blessings, my whole life turned around. I love that. When I started counting my blessings, my whole life turned around. I want to ask you today, are you a person that uh, you're a glass half full or you look at the glass as half empty? And I know that's been around for a long, long time. Are you a glass half full or do you look at the glass as half empty? But sometimes I think we have to really inspect our hearts, our minds, and our words and say, hey, am I a person that looks at the glass half full or have I got to the point where I'm kind of critical and I'm a negative Nelly and I'm a Debbie Downer and I, I, I'm just not uh, being real positive and hopeful and faithful? And I want to encourage you today and help you get back on track to say, you know what? I'm going to be a person that the glass is half full. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 says, Devote yourselves to prayer, be watchful and pray and thankful. Say it again. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Rick Warren has a great quote. In happy moments, praise God. In difficult moments, seek God. In quiet moments, worship God. In painful moments, trust God. In every moment, thank God. Mm, I love that. And I just want to encourage you, friends, we've got to be intentional to be thankful. It's not going to happen by accident. Fourth thing is thankfulness serves others. Thankfulness serves others. I want to remind you that Jesus modeled that, friends. He said in Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, Even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. And last but not least, thankfulness is a witness to unbelievers. Psalm chapter 9, verse 1 says, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. And in John chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, Jesus modeled what giving was. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So friends, as we go on this weekend, let's make sure that Thanksgiving is a lifestyle. I'm Greg Horn, and this is Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. Want to get in the Christmas spirit? Come visit the O Come Let Us Adore Him Nativity Displays at the Gardenside Christian Church on December 8th and 9th from 5 to 8 p.m. and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. See over 100 nativity sets from all over the world as we prepare our heart for the arrival of our Savior Jesus this Christmas. There will be Christmas music each night, including a special Christmas concert on Friday at 7 p.m. by Grace Time 7. Hope to see you at Gardenside Christian Church in Lexington on December 8th through the 10th.